Good morning. It's 11 minutes before 8 a.m. You're listening to Raven Radio, KCAW in Sitka. Today is Wednesday, June 29th, 2022. I'm Peter Apathy with Raven News. Voters will now decide whether Sitka adopts a new cannabis tax. Last night, the Sitka Assembly voted to put a consumer sales tax on marijuana on the municipal election ballot this fall. The ballot proposition would eliminate the standard 6% sales tax on cannabis and replace it with one that would gradually increase to 8%. The proceeds would benefit the Sitka School District's Student Activities Fund, which pays for travel, supplies, and other expenses. The ordinance passed 5-0 and will appear on the ballot in the October 4th municipal election. We'll have more coverage of the Sitka Assembly meeting on Raven News tonight at 518. The Sitka Police Department received a call at around 11.15 p.m. Monday night about a burning car on Harbor Mountain Road. According to Sitka Police Department spokesperson Serena Wild, the vehicle was located between the second and first gate and was vacant when officers arrived. When officers arrived, they did find a car fully engulfed. They were able to confirm that nobody was inside and we were able to get the fire department on the way and we were able to extinguish the fire. The cause of the fire is still under investigation. Following a public records request from KFSK, the Petersburg Borough Monday released a complaint filed by the local police chief against two borough assembly members. Chief Jim Kerr alleges harassment over his public statements against enforcing masking or requiring testing for COVID-19. Attorneys for the borough have investigated, and the borough says the conduct by assembly members did not qualify as unlawful harassment. Joe Vicknicki reports. Police Chief Jim Kerr submitted the complaint to the borough's Human Resources Department in the form of a timeline going back to the first year of the COVID pandemic. The complaint alleges harassment by assembly members Jeff Mucci and Dave Kensinger. It also catalogs Kerr's view of emails, social media posts, phone calls, and meetings about masking, testing, and oversight of the police department. And the timeline lists meetings and contacts with the Petersburg Medical Center, other assembly members, and members of the Public Safety Advisory Board. Some events listed on Kerr's timeline. Mucci was warned by the local police for not wearing a mask in January of last year. At an assembly meeting last November, Kerr gave what he called his personal opinion during testimony to the assembly over enforcing a face covering mandate. Kerr said he didn't support enforcing mask mandates and thought it would cause police officers to leave the local force. Mucci and Kensinger emailed borough manager Steve Giesbrecht following that meeting and complained Kerr had crossed the line with what sounded like a police department position on not enforcing mandates. And the manager responded to both that he too had concerns about that testimony. However, he cautioned them about language in borough charter and code that prohibits the assembly from calling for any hiring or firing of borough employees or giving them direction other than through the manager. In his complaint, Kerr said he was cautioned by the manager against making similar statements in the future. However, he believed he had a constitutionally protected right to free speech. Mucci, Kensinger, and Tom Fine Walsh voted against a proposed borough budget this spring over the level of spending for the police department. Mucci and Kensinger also sought to add funding for an audit of the department and tried to have the Public Safety Advisory Board review the local force, but they fell short of the votes needed for either of those. 
Kerr's complaint says the elected officials have made statements about defunding the police and requested reports on calls, hiring, staffing, and scheduling as retaliation against him. Along with Kerr's timeline, the borough released a statement saying it had conducted an investigation. That meant hiring an outside attorney to work with the borough's attorney. The borough's finding was that there was no unlawful harassment or bullying. The borough says the attorney found the chief's statement is not constitutionally protected speech and assembly members have the authority and right to ask questions and request documents. Borough manager Giesbrecht writes in an email that the borough took the allegations seriously, conducted a thorough investigation, and he considers the matter concluded. His statement says, quote, the parties involved are working together to restore trust and confidence to better serve the community of Petersburg, unquote. Assemblymember Mucci says the lawyer's findings exonerate him after a long process that took 13 weeks. I was well within my, I guess, my rights as an assembly member to ask questions um, of the city manager and department heads. And um, if people can't ask questions of the city manager or the department heads or assembly members in fears that it might be harmful to their First Amendment rights, then I think uh, we're not thinking correctly. But, uh, yeah, I just... I'm glad. I'm hoping it's behind us, but we'll just have to see how things go in the future here. Mucci has taken an active role as an assembly member, including riding along with police and other borough employees in their daily jobs. He says it helps him understand how the local government works. And I asked Steve probably once every three months, is it time to tighten up your control over the assembly, trying to limit us to talking to department heads? And he says, no, he thinks that's he doesn't want to do that. And as long as I think we're not abusing that, and acting appropriately, um, I think we're on good ground here. For his part, Assemblymember Kensinger says he realizes there are different opinions about COVID mitigation measures in the community. That said, I hope that we can move on. I hope that we realize that we have a lot of issues in this community that need to be addressed right now. And I think if we really get into a tit-for-tat at this moment, that it's not going to be constructive for the community. Police Chief Kerr responded by email this week. He writes, quote, when local government doesn't work in harmony, it only does a disservice to the community it serves. I hope moving forward we can put differences aside and do our best to serve the community of Petersburg, unquote. Kerr has been with the Petersburg Police Department since 2013 and became chief in 2018. In Petersburg, I'm Joe Vicknicki. On the off chance that unseasonably fine weather wasn't enough to get your family outside in Sitka this month, you may have been tempted by a pair of fun and inspirational activities planned by the Pathways to a Safer Sitka Coalition. On back-to-back days, June 18th and 19th, the Coalition held a story trail along the downtown Seawalk and Sitka's first-ever Juneteenth celebration. Coalition member and guest reporter Carrie Sagel attended both and sent this audio postcard. This is a tail of a tiny snail and a great big gray-blue humpback whale. This is the rock. It's black as soot. One. Black rock. It is a one. A Story Trail is a um, book that's been taken apart, put back together again, and posted, and placed along a trail or a path of some sort. Said the tiny snail. Okay, what number is that? Number one. And says, slither to the next page. Should we slither? Yeah. Slither, 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 slither. So Haley really likes to look at the 
numbers. And she really was counting the numbers on the way. And she loved the, the direction to go. Like, slither, number one. So slither to the next page. And she liked doing all the actions on the way. The activities have been a blessing in disguise. Hey. Um, find ourselves wondering, okay, what can we do that's like kid friendly, that's not the same, you know, going to the playground every day. And this has been really great, giving us new ways to like think out of the box for family activities we can do together. In June, we celebrate a special day of freedom called Juneteenth. Do you know why we celebrate? We celebrate Juneteenth to remember the day when the last enslaved Africans in the United States became free. And so I saw in the paper that you were going to be doing this, and I was so excited. Yay, okay, Sitka, all right, you're going to have your first Juneteenth event. Many people in the northern states believed slavery was wrong. But landowners in the southern states did not want the northern states telling them to end slavery. What would you like to see happen yet in the community? Um, I'd like to see um, more art activities, I think. Um, I like to paint, and so does my daughter. Um, and But I really like the stuff that you've done. We went to the rock painting um, activity, too, and that was really cool. And we did something in the fall with leaves up at the Sheldon Jackson up there. That was really cool, too. So. Today, Juneteenth, is a national holiday. People around the country and around the world celebrate and they remember the joy and the hope that freedom brings. And that was guest reporter Carrie Sagel with an audio postcard from June 18th and June 19th activities held as part of the Pathways to a Safer Sitka Coalition. And that's all for Raven News for this hour. You can read or listen to our stories again on our website at kcaw.org. Thanks so much for tuning in. It's 11 minutes, uh, rather. It's coming up on 8 a.m. This is Morning Edition on Raven Radio. KCAW Sitka. Let's take a look at the community calendar. We've got a couple things to tell you about today. The search medical provider is in the Tenneke Springs Clinic today through Friday. Lincoln Street is closed to vehicular traffic from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. today. No parking begins at 9 a.m. in accordance with the short-term tourism plan. That's because we have three ships in today. The Viking Orion is in from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. The Norwegian Encore is in from 1 p.m. to 10 p.m. And the Eurodam from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. Hope you can stick with us on our local interview at 816. Melissa Henshaw will be in the studio to discuss the city's strategic plan.